This is episode 23 of the History of Podcast. I'm Robert. And I'm Emma. And today we will be talking about the history of Tesla. But first we have the egg carton count, as always. Today's egg carton count, we got a little up. It's uh, it's 29 this time, so Woo-hoo! we're staying ahead of the show number. Yeah, the egg cartons are slowly getting stacked all around the room. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're like surrounding us. They're all over the place. <laughs> um, but... First off, so about the history of Tesla, the they've just like Coca-Cola when we did the Coca-Cola episode, um, Tesla has done an excellent job branding itself as a luxury name, mm-hmm. um, and this will be well as the history of we'll start doing more corporations, uh, the history of different corporations. We're not going to be labeling them um, as such, but we did Coca-Cola, we did Tesla, but uh, be looking forward to more episodes like these. In the future. Absolutely. There's kind of, you know, an exotic side to Tesla that interests people. It's very unique and different. And I think that's just one of... People like it because it's just so unique and it interests them. Yeah. And as we'll talk about, they've... The original... The founders had a vision of it being a car company, an electric car company. Mm. But it's really been turned into an elect... And just like a power company. um, Which, yeah, we'll discuss that later. Um, but did you know Elon Musk did not found Tesla? That's weird. The <laughs> the founders actually knew each other since 1990. And they did some business together uh, for like consulting for disk drive companies, then working with um, some early cell phones. Uh, Listen to episode 20 to learn about the history of cell phones. They also did some work uh, with, with e-books. Mm-hmm. There was a company called AC Repulsion, which made an electric sports car called the T-Zero. Tarpenning and Everhard wanted to make an electric car, but they didn't want to join forces with the company. So, they did what most great entrepreneurs do and started their own. And uh, Everhard, one of the founders, named the company after the inventor Nikola Tesla, who invented the AC induction motor, uh, which that that they would be using in the car. And the original company name was Tesla Motors. That's very important. Um, we will come back to that. Um, but yeah, just remember that the name is Tesla Motors. And they became incorporated in July 2003 without having done a whole lot at that point. And starting off, Eberhard was the CEO and Tarpenning was the CFO. And at this point, they still hadn't made anything. Uh, they knew it would be hard to you know, build a whole car from the ground up. No kidding. And the entrepreneurs decided to put an electric motor in a Lotus Elise. So kind of starting already from mm. uh, a frame. And Lotus Elise is a sports car, if you didn't know. Uh, I actually saw one on the road today. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah I did. Um, and they pitched their idea to a Lotus booth at a car show in Los Angeles. And it was a success. Uh, Tesla Motors then became uh, licensed to use AC propulsions. Remember, we talked about that, uh, talked about them earlier. They became licensed to use AC propulsions technology for an electric motor. Now, as you probably could have guessed, this business requires a lot of funds. And at this point, you're probably also wondering how Elon Musk got involved if he, you know, wasn't one of the original people that started up this business. Everhard, one of the entrepreneurs, reached out to Musk as an investor. In April 2004, Musk invested $30 million, making him the chairman of the board. By November 2004, the first design of Tesla's Tesla Motors' first car 
was drafted and is now known as the Roadster. Its design was based off of a Lotus, I mean, no surprise. In July 2006, the Roadster debuted at a ball where Tesla took 100 pre-orders for the car at $100,000 a piece. So y'all, I did the math and that is $10 million worth of pre-orders. That's a lot. The Roadster was released in 2008, which was later than originally planned, and it had lithium-ion batteries, so you can find those kind of batteries in your laptop. Now, uh, earlier in 2007, Eberhard stepped down as CEO and became president of technology. He, along with Tarpenning, then officially left the company in 2008, and uh, Eberhard was replaced by Michael Marks, and then Zayev Drory as a CEO. Then, you know, by this point, Elon Musk became the CEO uh, eventually, and he had invested over $55 million in the company. So he kind of, like, bought out the company without them realizing it. They reached out to him at first, mm-hmm. and then he slowly kept putting more and more and more money into Tesla, and he goes, you know, this is my company now, and <laughs> I'm going to do what I want with it. Um, so whatever thoughts you have on that, I, that's interesting. Um, but Tesla Motors, you know, it, it unfolded in a way that the, the entrepreneurs didn't have in mind. Like we talked about, it became an electric company. So maybe was or wasn't uh, what they wanted. Maybe that's why they left. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Tesla Motors went a long way between 2008 and 2012. The company officially went public in 2010. This means Tesla enabled shares of its stock to be publicly traded. Their IPO, initial public offering, raised $226 million. Also in 2010, they bought a factory in Fremont, California that previously belonged to General Motors and Toyota. The factory, oh, it seems so nice. It has outdoor patios, a gym, a 24-7 in-house medical center, food trucks, and a cafeteria. Just might as well live there. I'm right down for those food trucks, man. Yeah, well, in 2012, uh, that was the year they debuted the Model They debuted the Model S. And the first Model S, it was miles ahead of the Roadster, pun intended. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> that was so bad. Um, but production of the Roadster stopped in 2012, and the Model S uh, was finally sold to the public in 2013. I think it was, like, introduced in 2012. Like, you know when they, when car companies release a car, they have a car, like, the year before. Mm-hmm. It's actually, like, a 2021 car will be coming out now, the year before. So, yeah. Uh, and to help with the Model S, Tesla started building super start, uh, supercharger stations across the U.S. and in Europe in 2012. Um, and newer ones are called Tesla stations, and can actually do a complete replacement of the Model S battery pack if necessary. Oh, wow. And uh, I think I'll mention right now, the Model S is actually one of the safest cars on the market. Trust me, Tesla's not paying us to say this, but like one big reason is that all the batteries are on the floor, uh, which makes for a really low center of gravity, so it's really hard to turn over. And there's mm-hmm. also no, uh, no gas tank, so it's harder to blow up. And there's also, there's less maintenance. Uh, and this brings up Tesla's unconventional business model. Companies like Ford or Honda will sell you a car through a dealership, but Tesla sells directly to the customer. This enables them to make a slightly higher profit because there's no middleman. And that's important because uh, Tesla's costs of production are really high. 
and uh, we'll discuss that a little later on in the episode. Um, but the only setback for Tesla's business model of selling cars directly to the customer is that is illegal in six states, and those six states account for 18% of the potential customer base. Yikes, that's that's a lot. Also, you used to get around $7,500 in federal tax credit for buying an electric car, but this is not happening anymore for Teslas if you buy them in 2020 or later. Just so, just keep that in mind for whenever you're listening to this. Another point about Tesla's business model. Electric cars require virtually no maintenance. However, if you do need maintenance, things can get pretty expensive and complicated pretty quick. And in 2014, uh, Tesla introduced Autopilot, uh, which is only intended to make the car semi-autonomous. And you still can't, you know, take a nap while driving. And this became controversial in May 2015 with a fatal crash which hit national headlines. A man named Joshua Brown was driving in Florida, and he was reported to be watching Harry Potter with the car on autopilot. And the car crashed into a tractor trailer. And overall, this event only pushed for further improvement of the technology. I know, like, uh, the Brown family wasn't really mad about this. I know they really just wanted wanted the technology to be improved. Just check the show notes for a link in the details. The Tesla Model X was released in 2015, and that was their first crossover. So it was an SUV on car chassis. In the same year, Tesla Motors announced that they were branching onto the solar power market. On their website, they offer solar panels on your roof that look like regular shingles. I mean, I think that's pretty cool if you can, like, your solar pa- like panels blend in. Because normally I'm used to, like, if I see solar panels, I'm like, ah, solar panel. Yeah, but, it looks, I mean, more or less like a regular roof. It's not, it's like not disguise, perfect, but it yeah. looks more or less, yeah. Sweet. And uh, they bought the solar panel company Solar City in 2016. And with this, they also acquired Gigafactory 2, uh, which is focused on building solar panels. That's in Buffalo, New York. We'll talk about the other Gigafactory in a moment. Um, but in 2017, Tesla Motors became Tesla Incorporated. So remember, uh, I mentioned earlier that it was named Tesla Motors, um, and now they changed it to Tesla Incorporated. And this name change prevented them from being bound to just cars in consumers' minds. Uh, this was obviously dependent on sol- uh, solar panels. But this is, I think, really when they started becoming an electric company and not just a car company or a power company, for that matter. And uh, Tesla even sells tequila in a lightning bolt-shaped bottle. They released it last Thursday and sold out in a couple of hours. Uh, and it all started, it's it's ridiculously expensive. It's $250. <laughs> and I think there's like there are resales on eBay now for like over $600. Yikes. Yeah, so just because it's just because it's past that date, uh yeah, the date when it came out or like when it sold out, it's already skyrocketing in price. It's ridiculous. I think people want it like not the tequila but for the bottle cuz like you can buy the you can buy the the company that makes it for Tesla sells the same product at like $40. Mm. It, the lightning bolt bottle looks cool. It's going to be a collector's item. But It all started as an April Fool's tweet uh, from 2018 with a picture of Elon Musk uh, laying against the side of a Model 3 and covered with a blanket of cardboard from some Tesla product. The caption said Tesla had gone bankrupt and said, 
Elon was found passed out against a Tesla Model 3, surrounded by Tesla Kila bottles, the tracks of dried tears still visible on his cheeks. This is not a forward-looking statement, but obviously, what's the point? And, of course, to make the joke even funnier, Tesla Kila had to become a real thing. Um, and, like, yeah, it's... <laughs> and it's not called uh, Tesla Kila now, it's just called Tesla Tequila. Ah. Um, yeah, but in fact... Expensive things like Tesla, uh, not only Tesla tequila, uh, have been a problem for Tesla. Like we mentioned earlier, the manufacturing costs are extremely high uh, for their cars. And to compensate, the cars are expensive too. The Model S is, well, used to be started out at about 87000 Now it's $69,420. Uh, and Tesla has actually hardly been able to cut a profit because... Hmm. They're selling their cars at such a slim margin above their cost of production. To reach a more middle-class consumer base, Tesla released the less expensive Model 3 in 2017, starting at $33,690. Necessary to mention, there's one thing that's so expensive about these cars are the lithium-ion batteries. In the past, the world's supply for lithium-ion batteries was not sufficient for Tesla to have enough to meet customer demand. To solve this problem, the company built a $5 billion gigafactory in Reno, Nevada, so pretty much in the middle of the desert. The factory is dedicated to manufacturing lithium-ion batteries. It doubles the world's production of those batteries, which that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and this brings up some critical weaknesses of Tesla. So, mm. not only prices, um, but... The, the batteries of uh, these lithium-ion batteries contain uh, rare earth metals, uh, which have no sustainable means of disposal. And the market of hydrogen fuel cell cars poses a threat because that's just a lot more sustainable than electric cars. Even though electric cars are more sustainable than gas, um, but hydrogen fuel cells, is I think, is really going to be the future. Um, so that definitely poses a threat to Tesla and but the technology isn't there yet for hydrogen fuel cells. Uh, some startups are still working on it, though. And also, Tesla's in a lot of debt. And, you know, that'll take a while to pay off. I imagine. As you may have expected, Tesla also has encountered some legal issues. Um, we pulled a quote from Britannica because they explain this very well. In 2018, Musk made a series of tweets about taking Tesla private, claiming that he had secured funding. In September 2018, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, also known as the SEC, charged him with securities fraud, alleging that his tweets were false and misleading. Later that month, Tesla's board rejected a proposed settlement from the SEC, reportedly after Musk threatened to resign. However, news of the rejected deal sent Tesla's stock plummeting, and the board quickly accepted a less generous settlement the terms of which included Musk stepping down as chairman for at least three years. However, he was allowed to remain as CEO. In addition, both Tesla and Musk were fined $20 million. And uh, please remember that is that was just one big quote from Britannica, so please don't come after us for plagiarism. We're not plagiarizing. And uh, But a couple of months ago, you might have heard about Tesla moving to Austin, Texas. They've already broken ground in Austin, and the new factory there is planned to be similar to the Gigafactory in Reno, Nevada, or the um, the factory in Fremont. And this decision came after Almeda County, where uh, the Fremont factory is, 
made Tesla temporarily stop production amid the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Uh, the company wants to move operations out of California uh, because states like Texas are much more relaxed on those kinds of regulations. So check out the links uh, for the show notes in the show notes for more details. Yeah, that seems like a trend. There's lots of businesses seem to be moving out of California these days. Yeah. Anyway, different topic. All right. The Cybertruck. The you, thing you've been waiting for. You've probably seen it in the memes. It was unveiled in November of 2019. It's one month ago. Or not one year ago. Not one month ago. One year ago. One year ago. Wow. That's. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. So the window broke when a weighted ball was thrown at it. It was, they threw a weighted ball at it to show that like, the window was unshatterable and. They had already run some tests. Like yeah. a ball had been dropped on it. Uh, I heard Elon Musk in an interview say that it was probably because they had been dropping um, the the weights on that same window over and over and over again in tests. And then when he finally did it, it was probably due, given that they had already been throwing weights at it, that was probably why it broke. Yeah, that makes sense. But either way, it was definitely a viral moment. Tesla is taking pre-orders for the Cybertruck, but it is not yet available to the public. And there's also the Semi, uh, which a lot of people don't know about. The Tesla Semi? Yeah, I'm seeing that on the road. It's actually, it's not a bad looking Semi, yeah. I don't think. It looks kind of like a bug. It looks futuristic. I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. It looks like a bug. It has a 0 0.36 drag coefficient. So I guess, I guess truckers are like really concerned about, you know, their trucks being fuel efficient. But like, yeah, yeah. Tesla, Tesla Semi, they're really branching out. And then there's the Roadster. So like 0 to 60, 1.9 seconds. Ooh. Top speed over 250 miles an hour. Ooh. Range of like over 620 miles. Ooh. Yeah, okay. This, uh, you know, I've heard other car commercials bragging about like a 500 mile range. Uh, the base price is 200,000 though. Ah. Which is out of reach for 99% of the population. Yeah, that's me. Uh, it's also not available to the public yet, just like the Cybertruck, but... You know, they say it'll be worth the wait. But uh, Tesla is, it's a flashy and but well-branded corporation. Uh, it has many threats, though, and weaknesses that the public doesn't hear about. Its course of action may not have been what the founders had in mind. Nevertheless, one can't help but get excited about the future of Tesla's innovation. Now is the time to plug our YouTube channel, Instagram, and yeah. So if you don't know about our YouTube channel, it's essentially another platform where we uh, uh, spread the podcast. So if you go to the History Of channel on YouTube, you'll be able to find us. The link is in the show notes. We also have an Instagram called The History Of Podcast. Link is in the show notes. And we are now on Podcast Index. It's another directory for podcasts. And I think it's pretty cool. Created by Adam Curry, the inventor of podcasting yes so he's uh pioneering a new frontier of podcasting so super duper exciting very cool if you have any questions or comments about the information provided in this episode please contact us at the history of 365 at gmail.com have a blessed day and you've got to promise me something never stop learning <laughs>